How are you, boys? I'm awesome, good, mate. How are you? Well, here it is. The last one for the year. This is the lad podcast for 2019. Time's been flying. We're already close to the last, what is it, 10 days of yeah. the year. Is it 10 to go still? It's almost a countdown now, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Counting in work days, which is three, I think. <laughs> three to go? Yeah, I think so. Mate. I'm counting ten, mainly because, oh, even eleven maybe, but that's the days of our lives, isn't it? Yeah. Work is only part of it. What about the other days? What, chuck them in the bin or pay attention to them? That's Absolutely. The thing, they're the, the, the in-between days, the field days, the, which we call our time off, is yeah. the days we make a life. Yeah, I did a podcast with you two days ago on the um, greatest guy on the planet. So, so they'll be coming out, I think, as we speak right now. But would you know the one thing I really liked about what you've done this this year? You you actually took this week off for your children because yeah. there's end of school, there's all of these things. Yeah. I, I just don't know how many people would do that, you know, taking the last week of their children's schooling in order to go there. I mean, he doesn't believe in it. Nah. But I thought there was uh, something to mention. Bludger. Thanks, man. No, it's, uh, yeah, the kids, they're not with us for a long time. I think they, they're borrowed or lent to us. They're not ours. Yep. They're, uh, they're on a loan to us and they're going to leave us one day. So we need to make the most of it while yeah. they're with us. That's good. That's and even this afternoon, I'm off to a dance concert. So yeah. the, the first of two for the end of this year. What is so it, Isabella? Isabella's dance concert, yeah, uh, this afternoon. She's competing so. or she's... Um, oh, it's just a, just a concert. It's not a competition. How nice is that? Do you see it? Mm. That's you cool. look fresh, though, man. So you've been off this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been working around outside, spending some time with Sebastian. He's been helping me around the yard, which I've been loving. He I hasn't, hate you. but I've been loving it. Yep. All right, Crazy, boys, man. let's start this uh, one in wisdom. Where, where are we? Where are we? Which, which bottle are we going to try first? Oh, well, We'll go with the uh, I reckon flow, we're going to go to white first. I got one bottle of white. Yep, let's do it. Ernest Hill, yep. Hunter Valley, Alexander Chardonnay 2017. It's their award-winning Chardonnay. Thomas and I, we visited Ernest Hill on the uh, on the weekend for our Christmas party. What did you think of the place, mate? I thought it was very, very nice. For a small winery that does only sell all their bottles to the, the people up there and the restaurant up there, that, that was just crazy. It's like a family thing, you know. They, they really resisted going big. Mind you, now I think they would like to go big because they've just realised, hold on, we're in here for good times, but also maybe uh, for good profit. Yeah. Very good product. Yeah, right. Very good product. Beautiful nice colour to it. And so this one is the Alexander one, This is it? the Alexander. This is a special reserve Chardonnay. Yep. Chris and I have been aware of this wine for a few years now, probably since 2017, as the bottle would suggest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad to share it with you guys because it's 100% one of our favourites. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Actually, they don't even allow you to taste this one anymore. No, we couldn't. I had to buy 73 bottles of it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, 73 cases, no? Th th thanks, darling. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't going to let us taste it. I said, I'll buy a box. I thought a box meant six, apparently. No, I mean, old, old system, yeah, not the new system. It's all about the safe working load, of yeah. lifting load. And oh, we've got plenty for Christmas anyway. That's good. TL's invited, mate. I don't know about you. Oh, well. Well, but I think we're seeing um, each other at Chris's place. Yeah. I yeah, invited him right. too. Well, I thought I was special. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry, man. There's going to be a few bottles we'll, we'll uh, finish. <laughs> Come down for a drink. Yeah, good. Drink Can't two. wait. Yeah. It's good to have you guys down. Oh, well, I'm glad you're fresh, mate. I'm not. I'm knackered. I've, oh, well. ca I've caught December. You caught December today? I've caught December. Oh, I've got a mild case of December. There's some people around me who have got a much, much more severe case of December. Are you seeing people go into that holiday mode earlier in the year and some people don't? So I don't know if it's holiday mode, mate. I don't know, or just I don't know why we year. can say mental comes to mind. They're, everyone is just nuts. Right, okay. When you say everyone in within the office and at home? Oh, just everywhere, mate. Everything clients is... Clients. Everything is full on, man. Okay. 
probably not sapping. You just need to put a, bit more, a lot more energy in at this time of year, I find. Yeah, right, okay. So. Especially with the wires. Yeah. Pretty bad, even for everybody, you know. It looks like life has, has gone to a standstill for a lot of people. Like, as we speak right now, Stephen Thompson is, has been evacuated from his own house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I meant to show and you He's in Richmond, right? No, well, he, he lives now in uh, Lower Bound Mountains with Lisa. Right. And Kiri's sister had to move yesterday. Wow. And they think that tomorrow the entire Bound Mountains is going to go. So I'm pretty sure that's the same fire. That's how crazy it is. That's yeah. the same fire that's threatening us. Absolutely. That's a and big we're front, in diff- man. We're in different planets. Yeah. Well, I drove out. I was going to show Thomas a video earlier. I'll, I'll show you his after. But we were worried that one of our acreage listings had gone. We knew the lady was safe, but we didn't know about the house. We drove out there yesterday. Every single piece of earth in a 15-kilometre radius, absolute charcoal. But our for sale sign in the house, still right as rain, mate. But wow. you couldn't. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I won't whinge too much about being tired because there's some people going through absolutely, some absolutely horrific mm. stuff at the moment. And even the uh, in the Hunter Valley in the afternoon, mm. we, we could smell the smoke. That was pretty bad. I don't know if you realise, it was actually just on the other side of that mountain range. That's why oh, the helicopters were coming over. I had a look the next day, and we were we were probably only five k's from. Yeah, it. well, there's one something about the Hunter Valley for you. I've been to the Hunter Valley probably over thirty years now. I have never seen that many coppers on the road. Instead of going out there, helping maybe with a fire, they were happy to give tickets to people who were happy, just enjoying themselves a little bit around Christmas. Go and fight a fire. I've I've seen four. Just in the winery. I've never seen one in Mm. my life. And here there's four of them, right? And there's people telling me, yeah, well, man, up here they're now actually hiding around stop signs. If you don't stop, they give you a ticket. Mm. I was traveling along Broke Road, the main road. And what do I see? This lady with a Santa Claus cap just got caught. The copper had a, uh, one of those red test machines. And I'm thinking, she's gone. It was about 3 well, o'clock. Yeah, 3.30. So yeah. she's probably coming back from some Christmas party. Mm. On the road that she's thinking, hold on, this is tourist thing. Every winery is getting you to taste stuff. Yep. No winery has got one of those... Uh, yeah. Mm. And you guys are here. When there's a fire, threatening houses around mm. the road. Maybe you should go and do something more useful. Mm. That's the only thing I have. So I think <laughs> that the uh, Hunter Valley is going to be probably a while before I go there, unless I can get into one of those self-driven or self-drive car. <laughs> you get in, you can get pissed, the car drives you there. and then Well, you, you had a bus it. for you, mate, but you didn't want to get on the wheels on the bus. What about on the way back? No, I didn't want to. <laughs> Did you see what was on the bus? I was there, brother. Yeah, no, that's right. I, I was actually enjoying myself in my car. It was a few. <laughs> I think there's a few videos floating around. Oh no, <laughs> the bus was fine. Let's try. Cheers this. to Alexander. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers to 2009. the end of 2019, yeah. boys. boys. How good is this? Oh. Yeah. And that butter. Oh, it's good. Needs to be, it's actually the right temperature. That I was worried we weren't going to get it cold enough, but it, it's a bit nicer, a bit warmer, that one, isn't it? It was delicious. Oh, that is good. So what's, what go- so what's going on with December? Is everyone sick? Uh, I mean, they, um... <laughs> Well, I've labelled it just December now. I'm likening it to a, a disease. Some people have dropped dead because they've seen the finish line and come a cropper and other people, are, you know, my tolerance levels have disappeared. I've got no <laughs> room left for Maybe anything. You need a break, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see it in the staff, they're all, you know, I guess you call it holiday mode, but they're all running around like maniacs and trying to keep that a lid on that for another few days. And um, same old, same old in the market. I mean, deals are still, they're no harder or easier to put together than they were before, but it just seems that everywhere you turn, either people are knackered, people are sick, or people are bonkers, mate. It's, it's full on. 
I think it's that finish line that people look at, that Christmas break, the finish line at the Christmas break that people look at. Yeah. Mm. They get towards that finish finishing line and they start to say, put, take the foot off the accelerator. This is what I've worked all year to sort of get to, which is a little bit sad in reality, working for one day or a few days off. I thought I was coming into Christmas fresh. Like I know we spoke about burnout and that a few weeks ago and uh, I'd sort of come out of it and was, was feeling fresh, but we just put five staff on. So <laughs> and they all started the same week or within a week of each other. Have you got a shutdown period? Saturday, but we've just also put a whole bunch of new stock on the market. So I plan on having the phones running to me over the holidays and sell, sell, sell if, if you can. But Back on the 6th? That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's a funny time of year, and and obviously with extra load with with staff and and managing that and getting everyone getting accustomed to that, that's an energy drain as well. So I went from thinking I was going to run into Christmas not needing a break to driving to Cronulla for three hours this morning just to get out. <laughs> 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 Oh, I know TL's got a theory on December. He doesn't think it's a December thing, but yours is... No, I don't have a theory. When you explained it to me the other day. I don't have a theory. A lot of people, like, they get bodies. so stressed yeah. during the year, and more and more so, because I think life is more and more demanding. And when it's December, there's a release... And I think it's a time when the body is saying, well, maybe it's time not to look after you. Here's some of the toxins you've been gathering along the year. Veronique, for many years, was always sick in December, badly. Like, she spent times in hospital, emergency, I mean, the wow. entire Christmas. And that is the one thing that I've noticed. We, we have to really make sure that life is not about working 11 months mm. just to relax one month. You have to look after life like a, it's a marathon, not a 100-meter dash. I've always been professing, even though I myself have been a victim of it this year, where every quarter I think that one should really take a week off, mm-hmm. really reset one's mind and do something totally different. And this year I made a mistake. Uh, right after the uh, leadership seminar in Fiji, I should have stayed. No, instead I took off home straight away because there were quite a few things still to do. And that really got my energy. Really, by about November, it was really hard not to take things a bit personally. So do you think neglecting that break, neglecting yourself, neglecting the, I think we spoke about it before, the recharge time, the you time, affected you days, months later in November? Yes, I think mainly because, you know, I, I, I do take things quite personally. And, and, and if there's a lot of challenges with some leaders, but they become my challenges. And, and so I haven't had a, an outlet you know, some people do have an outlet. Uh, maybe a sports can do it for them. Uh, for, for me, sometimes the outlet is just switch the engine off. Okay. Just do something totally different. As you said, even Formula One cars turn off that, overnight, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So then straight after the awards night, you, you took off to see mum and dad. Yeah. And you spoke about trying some wines that we didn't get to taste with you. Yeah. But, um, so that was your recharge time? That was your turn-off time? No, that was no. not a recharge, man. You no. don't recharge when you go over there. There's no, no recharge there. As I got there, my job was to make sure that mum and dad had everything they needed. Okay. As I said, one of the things that we have with our parents is that with every single year that goes by, they're getting older. The physical side starting to deteriorate, sometimes the mental side too, and more often or not, the elderly quite often are pushed on to the side. It takes a huge part of a great united family to really keep them still in the centre. So I was really doing everything to make sure that they got everything right. For example, even with that now, as I said, I'm, I'm using walkie-talkie. That's why I got myself back onto an iWatch. So I can walkie-talkie with him straight away. And for him, that's an important thing because he can spend almost a whole day just with mum or by himself. So then if that wasn't a time for you then to recharge for that period, what have you done intermittently then to sort of get that Not enough because he's cranky. <laughs> that's what I said. No, I'm cranky because there's idiots around me still. But <laughs> the big thing is... 
you you can't really relieve yourself. You you, you I, I obviously tried to do a few things, but it's not two or three hours, man. It's you need to stay to nothing this year. And then well, I, and since I've been back too, the uh, the jet lag really still got to be. But I still had things to do. I, right. I just finished some goal session with people. I had to do recruit training, so things are still happening at full speed, you know. And you can't afford jet lag. You need that state of nothingness. For you, I think it's bonsai. When you're chopping your bonsai yeah. tree, nothing's going on between the ears, right? There's well, a lot. There's not that there's a lot going on between your ears anyway, <laughs> but in that case. And for me, you know, I joke about the PlayStation, but when I'm trying to keep the car on the track, there's yeah. nothing else going on between the ears, and that refreshes you. And I think, you know, that's the thing for TL. He needs time where there's nothing going on between the ears like, except for kids in the pool and lazy Sundays. Bonsai. And you know when he hasn't had in a good bottle. Yeah, in a yeah. good bottle, yeah. <laughs> Bonsai for me really is it's a time to work out issue. It's a really it's contemplate on on things that have happened and right. things I want to yeah. do. And I, and I really it gives me thinking time because for me now bonsai is automated. I don't have to think about yeah. what I'm doing so much. That's exercise for people too. When you're and trotting along, running ten kilometres an hour, you're not thinking. You're just one foot in front of the other. And that even though I think you're an idiot for trying to run ten kilometres. <laughs> That's the downtime your brain needs. Yes, your body's not getting a physical rest, but it's all mental. All this, yep. all this stuff we're talking about, this December that I'm talking about, it's a mental thing. It's a so that two weeks that people have been looking forward to is that a maybe a, a, then a lack of awareness for themselves to be at that point going. I'm so close to the finish line. Whether they close for a two week period, a week period, or just take those few days off over Christmas to spend it with loved ones, is that them not realizing maybe that they need it during the year? Maybe sometimes it's not realizing, but more often than not, for a lot of people, it's because they can't afford to stop. Yeah, right. They can't afford to slow down. I mean, I've had some goal settings over the the last few days with mothers who wake up at five and run all day. You know, mothers who said to me, oh, "My Sunday is cooking every single meal for the week because I'm I don't know when I'm coming home from work." Yeah, right. Some nights I'm home at ten. And the three kids still have to eat, and the husband still has to feed himself. So imagine 2019, 2018, all you do on your Sundays is cooking and prep for the entire week. You know what? And as as much as we think we do a lot around the house and so forth, I think our wives still do so much more than ourselves. Speak um, for yourself, mate. <laughs> I'm here to dig holes. Let's dig. Let's go. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, well, let's not get into that. No. <laughs> but no, I think so you think about the year we've had too, though, like us three in real estate, it was nearly two years. You think of the last two years we've had. We had a period at the start of this year where it was still a very, very, well, it was a very, very, very hard grind for a lot of people. It was tough. It, it was, was really tough. tough. Mm. And then straight out of tough, things turned around, but you couldn't take a break then because you had to take advantage of the turnaround to make up for the six-month grind you had. No, I look back over my year, I couldn't have had any more time. I, I don't feel, and it sort of goes to what you are saying, can't afford to. Fiji, we flew in the night of and flew out the night of instead of staying for a couple of weeks because we couldn't mate, we couldn't have that two weeks. That was right on the turn and that was, we've survived. Now we've got to cash in on that hard work. Oh, I think we did bloody well to survive, but man, the toll it takes on you, and you don't realise until you stop or until it gets to. It got to October for me, but and then and then back again. But mate, it, as an industry and as people in our network and as three mates, we've been through a, a fuckload this year. So yeah, it's it's no wonder everyone except you's feeling buggered, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do people think they should be doing now? If we were talking to people right now, obviously the next two three weeks, it's going to be a lot of rest for them. But really, there's going to be a lot of New Year resolution. Mm. They're going to take a look at 2019 and they're probably going to aim for some New Year resolutions, either because yeah. they're fed up or they've got a foresight and know exactly where the problem is going to come up unless they change their ways. 
So you guys believe in New Year resolutions? You know, and until I got into real estate, I did. And I set one every year by two weeks. If it reached two weeks, it was over. And I think that's why most of these fitness first places, the gyms and so forth, have their highest membership intake at the beginning of the year. And by March, the gyms mm. are almost empty again. Because uh, people have that expectation that they need to set a New Year's resolution, but don't really have the understanding of how to carry that goal through, I think. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a believer. Um, I actually did a session with this team yesterday on their New Year's resolutions in air quotes. There's a couple of things that trigger me on it. If you feel like you need to change something, why are you waiting till the new year yep. to start putting that in process? 100%. Okay, so that's one. And two, a New Year's resolution, instead of making life hard for you, actually makes it easier to quit altogether because, and I use the analogy of donuts, right? If I say 2020, I'm not going to eat any donuts, and then 24th of January, I eat a donut, what's the response? Oh, fuck it, I've had a donut now, so I might as well have 10,000 donuts, right? It goes out the window. Not only does it go out the window, we go stupid on the other end because we failed. And we beat ourselves up and we feel like shit, and not only do we not fix the problem that we were trying to fix, we make it can make it worse in a lot of senses. So my theory is go in with intentions. Set intentions for yourself for something that you want to be better at. Look through 2019, look at your calendar, pick out the points where things weren't going the way you wanted them to go and you felt bad or like shit. Look at the points where things were great and you were at your peak. For 2020, book in more of those things that when you were at your peak and at your great and for two, and for 2020, work on those areas where you felt bad and find them, set an intention around them and then go looking for tools on how to achieve that because it's all right saying I want to be better at time management in 2020 but that saying it doesn't make it so. So what tools do I need to garner to be better at time management in 2020? So what I trained the team on on Wednesday was sit down for 10 minutes, you can't do it in 10 minutes, reflect on your year. Reflect on what you would hope to be better at next year and then write a list of what tools you think you need to start achieving that. If you want to be better at negotiating, what tools are you going to need? What book are you going to need? What X, Y and Z? And I think that way, if my intention is to not eat donuts, but I have one, I go, fuck, I had a donut today, but you know what? I didn't have 10 and all of a sudden, instead of it being a negative, it's a positive and you can keep going. That's It's much more sustainable. It's much less self-loathing. It, it doesn't trigger the failure doesn't hurt your self-esteem so much. And it, it, you, like you said, you're not so much failing at your goal. You just had a, hit, a speed hump and continue on your journey, right? Well, to, to stick to a New Year's resolution needs a really strong habit, yeah? Yep. And if we need that New Year's resolution, chances are we aren't very good at our habits to begin with. So to expect it to go January 1st on Zero fixed... Zero to 100, yeah. ...is not a, a very fair onus to put so, on yourself. So what, what, why are people then setting New Year's resolutions... So that's donut theory, mate. Donut theory, fantastic. So tell me something, just a question then. Is it people are setting New Year's resolutions or, for want of a better word, just out like as we say, goals, without the education to put them into practice or to move them forward? Well, there's probably an element of that. Same thing, whether, whether you're going to set an intention or you're going to set a resolution, you need to know how to achieve it. There's no point saying it. It's no good saying, I want to drive a Formula One car to steal one of TL's metaphors, but then not have a plan in place on how to drive a Formula One car. So. More so what I'm getting at is that, is that why most news resolutions within the first two weeks to four weeks are over? No, I think that's a habit thing. We don't have the discipline to begin with. That's okay. why we need the – it's a discipline. So if we had the discipline to stop everything on the spot – and to go from 130 kilos to 90 kilos in a month, we wouldn't be in that position in the first place. So I think we kid ourselves a little bit, and it's because New Year's resolution is a societal thing. We're conditioned to that's what you do. 
But in truth, how can someone who has the discipline to let their body get into the shape that mine is turn around and go, righto, as of January 1, I, I don't think, eat, move or have that mindset anymore, it's just gone. I don't think that's realistic and that's why they all fail. And you're right, gyms live off it because I've worked in that industry. They don't make any money off the people who turn up. They only make money off the people who don't. don't turn up. Look, I'd have to disagree with you in part, Ken. I'm shocked. I, I, because, uh, because I can. No, <laughs> uh, the, the reason is this, mate, is because I think, look, we all do things either to gain pleasure or avoidance of pain. All right? That's why we do things in life. One of those two things. And to say that goals fail for the lack of discipline or because we don't have the habit, I don't think that is an actual reason why they actually fail. I think that they haven't got the driving force behind them or the vision to achieve what they want to achieve, the passion. What is it that they're trying to achieve and they're not using that goal? Well, they've come up with it. No one's made them come up with it. It's their thing. I think so. a lot of people do it out of, oh, it's, you know, the 1st of January and it's 12.01. I need to make a New Year's resolution. What's the thing I've most had the shits with myself about the year? The year? Am I fat? Have I drank too much? Am I still smoking? Am I spending too much money shopping? Whatever it may be, they have to come up with a goal, and I think it's they're taking it very. A lot of people take it very lightly because they don't have the habit or the discipline to get there, which is why setting them is a bad idea to begin with, in my opinion. And it needs to set an intention to get better. Set a set an intention to smoke less durries. Set an intention to drink no piss. But it's if you have one, it doesn't mean you have a thousand. You and I are actually on the same page, but where I think you're missing is. The reason they're doing it is bad habits to begin with. The reason they're coming up with something because they feel like they have to is a bad habit. Yeah, okay. Okay, they're following the mainstream, following the norm and so Which forth. Which is a habit. So why is it then that are, are we not choosing any day? Why is it we choose that day? So that's what I, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Why yeah. is it we don't choose any day to do it? Today's because a, I quit smoking. I quit smoking. I, quit, I smoked from the age of 15 till, yeah. I don't know, probably about eight years ago, six years ago. I smoked back. and I went to almost a packet a day, two packets a day. And it wasn't New Year's Eve when I quit. We can see it on, on his face that he's yeah, a smoker. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the sequel is still there. The, the consequence still there. It's going to take years <laughs> to disappear. Isn't what it? what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I look at his face every morning and go, you've got a face for radio. You're, 20, but <laughs> yeah, the fact that you're 24 but look like a 60-year-old might have something <laughs> That's to That's real estate, man. <laughs> no, but it, I think that you raise a very good questions, And this is the thing that I would like us to have a look at. New Year resolutions really started a long time ago, and it actually ba was based on a religious belief oh, well. that there was an exchange between the gods and yourself, and that usually starts at some point in time. The Romans were the first that actually said January as the first day when the gods were going to trade some of the things with you. Bloody so Romans. It is true that some people would be hoping to have the God smile on them and help them change without them paying the effort the way that Cam said on the first day of the year. And so the basis of New Year resolution, and rather than people starting a habit on the 12th of uh, November, is that they believe that the first of the first is so powerful because somewhere up there, the gods are having a meeting and deciding what they're going to do for you. Same people believe in magic beans and all that sort of right. stuff. Mate. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you never <laughs> let go of that. So there's an element of hope. So when I say, for example, I am going to go healthy, there is an element of hope that I will be able to keep it. Mm. That, and that if somewhere the gods are really smiling upon me, that the gods are going to really help me go there. Mm. Now, why is it that some, some people mix resolutions with hope? 
That is up to them. It depends on the nature of the person. You may say whether they're lazy or they're hard worker, they're going to think differently. But then now I'm going to say, ask you this, guys. What about resolutions and goals? Are they the same thing? Yes. No. Well, yes. Is it yes or no? Because may, I, I think that he's punting on both yes, sides. Yes, no, <laughs> yes. Sir. Well, I was about to ask, do you think enough people know what resolution actually means? Like the dictionary definition of resolution, which some people... Uh, I think it is the same thing, but tell me what resolution is. Well, I don't. I, I'm asking the question. Okay. So the reason people say oh, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a New Year's resolution is because that's the popular thing. But ask some of those people what what their interpretation of a resolution is. I mean, it's resolving not to do something, or it's resolving to do something. It's it's steadfast. It's, it's meant it's to be a goal. So I think it is. I think the resolution and a goal is the same thing. Do you think so? He's about to argue with you. I, I, I'm just asking, do you think so? Glad I said both. So, for example, if I have a resolution for 2020 to lose two kilos, should I continue on my good habits after I've lost the two kilos? Therefore, should it become a goal? Because a goal is something that you attain. Once you obtain, maybe you don't have to keep on these good routines or the good habits that Cameron was talking about. The same thing is when with the resolution. I think it's the same. I think it's the same thing spoken different words. I think it is with a re- no. Seriously, with a re- with a resolution. If you say I'm going to lose five kilos this by end of January, I can go. I'm going to set a goal to lose five kilos by the end of January. Yeah, but then what happens when you get there? Well, it's like any goal it's or any resolution. You can choose to continue. <laughs> you can choose to continue that. Or you've, you've lost tough it. Pills today, you? you've, you've, you've lost it. Yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> <laughs> you've lost your weight. You've lost that five kilos. And then you continue on how you want. If yeah, you want to continue another five or you want to sustain that weight, it's that's totally up well, to then you. The resolution should be I am going to lose five kilos and keep it off. That's not the question. The question was is a goal and a resolution the same thing? Because a goal should be the same thing. I want to lose five kilos and keep it off. Or is it the resolution something? So I'm planning on taking a week holiday to Hawaii this year. Is that a goal? Is that a resolution? Goal. I think it could be a resolution as well. I think if you... On Boys, if we are not fucking clear about what resolution well, is, I, I this think it's fucking podcast is doomed. I think a goal is something you do your best to achieve right. and set parameters along Why the way. Why not for a resolution the same thing? Because the meaning of the word. If I resolve to do something, there is it's black and white. It's done. So you're telling me your goal's not black and white? It's done? Well, the, we all know the variables that can come into the goal. It's the same process. variables can come into the resolution Why are you process? fighting us, mate? Because we're all on it, the same page. It, look, we're all going to go one way. It's going to be a boring fucking podcast, right? If they were the same thing, why would they have different No, but no, 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 no. I, I think, yeah, I understand. I understand. You know what? I think the difference, sorry, I think the difference is the time of year that you're setting it. Someone's at a week you off. Set it on. You set it on New Year's Eve, it's a resolution. You set it two weeks later, it's a goal. Okay. Let's let's agree to disagree, all right? I, I believe that a goal has got a determined and specific end point. Resolution for 2020, I think, is about the actions that you'll do for the entire year. Okay. And... You're so, wrong. So, no, no, no. I'm not saying that Chris is wrong. <laughs> I am. I'm only telling yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> so, I've been wrong before. Give it to him, TL. Give it to him. <laughs> Let's have a look at these resolutions. Why do people pick certain resolutions? Because they feel like they have to. Yeah, I, I think it is a, a mainstream sort of perception at New Year's Eve, as I said before, that you pick a resolution for the 12 months. So we know already the ones that just pick one for the sake of having one, they'll never make it. That's right. Okay. I'm talking about the ones that really take a concerted effort to sit down, even listen to something like this and go, you know what? I freaking never had an, any idea about what resolution was about and do something about it. And on the 31st of December, 2020, 
can really have a glass of champagne and celebrate the fact that, yes, I stuck to it. I've won. It cost me one year of my life, but I did it. It didn't cost me one year of my life and I didn't do it. So do you think having them is a good idea then? Because that goes back to what I was saying. I don't think they're a good idea. To those people, I would say don't have a resolution. Have something you're trying to get better at, set plan out to get there and don't bash yourself if you slip up every now and again because we're humans. I, I think that you and I, we understand each other, talk about a lot of things together. So we have resolution almost every single time we talk. But there are people who don't have that privilege. There are people who don't have the association that's going to constantly remind them, hey, this is the direction. And so if once a year they have to sit down two or three days or two weeks before the end of the year and really relive the entire life as if they were going through a fast motion movie of their life in 2019 and decided, no, I don't ever want to have that again. I think it's beneficial to them. I don't think a lot of people got that hindsight. Or don't have the insight. No, that's what you're saying. It doesn't have your, not everyone is lucky enough to have the association that we've got to educate, which goes back to something you were saying before. Are people not educated enough on it? But I guess I can see what TL is saying. At least while I don't agree that we should be doing it, if that's the best they've got at the time, Use then it. go for it. Because it's better than sitting there doing nothing. That's true. It's 100% better than going, you know what, fuck 2020, I'm not doing anything. True story. Before I found real estate, before I was uh, fortunate enough to come into the industry, I was wandering in the wilderness. I didn't know about personal growth, about these books or Anthony Robbins. And I was like the rest of the population on New Year's Eve. I'd set a New Year's resolution. And most of the time I said it when I was pissed and woke up the next morning and forgot what I'd said and so forth and so forth. And I'm very fortunate now I've read the books that I've read and talked to the people I've spoken to to be able to understand how to set a goal or a resolution, whichever way you want to call it, and then proceed forward to try and achieve that. But I think, unfortunately, the majority of it is a lack of knowledge for, or association by the majority of people out there. Yeah, I, I agree. Mate, it's pretty honest from you. That's nice. So why don't we just uh, have a look at the second second bottles, boy? Denola wandering through Denola's the world. That's the, the one, yeah. <laughs> All right, I bought a uh, my favourite wine region in Australia is the Kunawara. I bought a San Hugo's uh, Kunawara Cap Sav, yep. and I believe it was the same way that made famous by the last wine and Wilson. Choose your original and. In it, <laughs> And Troy, and Troy would have walked into the bottle shop and go, eeny, meeny, miny, no, moe. No, he actually he, asked. He grabbed an attendant and oh, said, Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. He was smart. And the attendant said, eeny, meeny, moe. Uh, hey, don't so you say things. I actually really enjoy the St. Hugo's. It's a 2016. It was actually from the same vintage as Troy bought in. It's a really nice drop of Capsav. I really enjoy this wine. It's a, it's a, it's a go-to when I've got a, a really nice meal coming up. It's, it never fails. Apparently, it's your go-to on a 53-degree day. What are we doing? No. Listen, mate, we in air conditioning. You see, you're gonna love it. Let's let's open it. He's gonna love it. Still trying to get over images of Chris walking through the wilderness. Loincloth, mate. I can't, I can't believe that he did not invite you to the Hunter Valley, the bastard. And he calls himself uh, your mate on the podcast of Wine Wisdom. We had a, no, do you know when he says we mate? Had a, we had a full bus until certain people didn't attend. So, Mate, I, I didn't get the sorry. late call in. I'm sorry. Mate, you know, I, we didn't I, know him, mate, until we got there. Still didn't get the late call. Mate, I'm only an hour and a half from the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking about? I drove to your joint today, mate. It's three yeah. hours the wrong yeah, direction. You, you drive the wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> I did Rita lend you hers again, did she? <laughs> hey. yeah, I have to say, it's the, it is the dirtiest guy on the planet. Mine. Oh, I, he, I, he, he's got problems. I can help germaphobes. Anyone a germaphobe, come for a ride in my car. Germ. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to convince Thomas he wasn't going to catch something fatal. 
when driving in your in, car. Yeah, mate, it's my workplace. It's it should be clean. Someone said once the mess you oh, yell, everything is. Uh, the anyway, um, this is my advice to home sellers in 2020. <laughs> Before you pick your agent, check <laughs> their car. <laughs> Go check their car. Because if they don't actually look after their precious belonging, their office. It's only a car, mate. My office is... Right. Chances are your place is going to be trashed. (laughs) Cheers, boys. (laughs) All right, let's try this one. Tastes familiar. It's nice. I feel like I've had this one before. It's, you know, a guaranteed good (laughs) (laughs) go-to. I've got this deja vu. We'll try not to send it all over the day. <laughs> it's good. It's a nice it's cab salve with some nice cheese and some uh, cured meats and some mm. beautiful bread. How can you go wrong? Good mates. No, you can't go wrong. Delicious. Going back on track. What advice would you give to these people setting New Year's resolutions? Is it a little bit of preliminary work leading into the new year yeah. that would... I don't know whether you guys agree or not, but the process I laid out before... <laughs> well, no one said anything about... He's my, already predicted. No one said anything about my donut theory, but I no, think... No, you're 21 days... Habits, 21 days to make a habit, right? No, That's, yeah, but it's not it's, even, It is 21 days, right, to make a habit? You need Some to, place it says 66, remember? You need to look back at the year to begin with. There's no good plucking something out of thin air for 2020. You need to look back at the year you've just had. Find the bits that you need to improve. That's what the basis of your resolution has to be on, I believe. And then prior to January the 1st, you have to have set a plan on or, or done some research or looked around at how you're actually going to achieve that plan. Like I said, if your goal is to be a better negotiator, you better be looking up what books. Hang on. So was it a goal or was it a resolution? I don't care. I don't do it. It's an intention. <laughs> for me, it's an intention. <laughs> The intention for me last year was to be, the first quarter of last year, my intention was to up my skill out of the SMS. Skill was a thing. So I bought sales books for the month. So let's go back just one step. Let's qualify how we set, let's say, a goal. It has to be measurable. Yeah, but that's a goal. I'm talking about, you're talking about still resolution. So, so. But would that not be then the same? He still wants to prove himself okay, right no, about I don't, the goal. I don't, I don't. Um, I just... Can't separate. No, no. So, um, um, well, but, but you just asked a question, right? He's answered. Fuck it. Can I just answer the, the <laughs> two? Go. All right. My, he- <laughs> <laughs> it is your podcast. Okay. Shut up about your goals. So, first of all, before I start, I just want to say I, I agree with all the things that Cameron didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> you love donuts, mate. <laughs> so. <laughs> so <laughs> We've lost an hour. <laughs> We've lost the big fella. I start crying, man. He's, uh, gonna be, he's used the tissue. To he's wipe copying Troy again. Hey, you hey, brought his so wine. You're crying on camera. How, how, how can I say this? I think that one of us, if it wasn't you, who said earlier, we have to be aware and pay attention to us and what has happened to 2019. I think we need to pay attention to what is it that we are becoming and who we are. Because ultimately, I truly, I mean, this is my belief, I truly believe that ultimately the aim of a human being is somehow to find not peace, not happiness, but to just find that place where... Things just flow and that there are really no lasting challenges in our mind. And so when you know really, and it's different for you, it's different to someone like me. It's very different to someone like Cameron. It's different to someone who hasn't got any children. So unless they know where they're at, they don't really know what they want. And when they know what they really want, resolution's easy, right? So, for example, in the podcast I had with you, I, I actually shared with you that things I really aim to do now is be, you know, just live life, so to be. And so many of my resolutions are going to go around it. And if I was to share my resolutions with you, you guys probably say that, you know, it doesn't make sense to you. 
But to someone like me who's lived a while, who has seen for many years the things that I have gathered and bought and went out there to challenge myself to win, did not change much of my life. And now have how I've seen the importance of the being and how it's made a difference to my life and, and how being is now so important because obviously having lived for so many years trying to just make other people happy, time for being just hit me. The resolution's very different. And, and that's the recipe, is that the resolutions, like goals now, should not be the things that other people impose upon us. It should be the things that we have decided for ourselves because we have taken stock of who we are, where we are at this point of life. You can't set the map, you can't set the GPS to get to Brisbane unless you know your starting point, it won't tell yes. you. Yes, yeah? nice that's one, I like saying. that one. You stole it from... No, well, you used to use a GPS. You used to use a GPS. <laughs> you used to use a GPS yeah, analogy was, a long, long time ago. I but know, I was in this in this circumstance, read a book this morning that had that analogy me, in it. For me to get home, it has to know that I'm here to begin with. Yep. So oh, seriously, guys, the wine's starting to give. It's crazy. Taste it now. Have a sip. Have a sip now. It's great. He's trying to shut me up. <laughs> Shit, he, he found my trick. <laughs> Have another drink, Cam. You know the funny thing? He picked his glass straight up when yeah. he said it. Hey, did it be rude not to? Has anyone ever seen me knock back Shut a drink? Shut your mouth and drink the wine. Do you, know why this guy, do you know why this guy loves the podcast so much? Because he knows after this, he's going to have a meal in my place, a prick. And, and I love it. Do you know how he goes, oh, I've got nothing after this, mate. Uh, everything's been erased, mate. I uh, I've, uh, have given my family away. <laughs> I love it. But it's all right. You know, the funny thing is with Cam, you know, his face is usually red, but it does go like a crimson when you, he does get embarrassed with things I'm Wisebury colours mate we're good <laughs> I'm not embarrassed it's fucking hot in here <laughs> and we're drinking red wine and it's yeah, 50 degrees 57 degrees man up but I agree with what you said right at the beginning that resolutions really depend on our routines and habits you. you can have a resolution but if you, if you really think that the gods are going to do it for you you got it wrong you're going to have to start changing the things that you do. And a lot of people want the resolutions and they wish are very strong. Their wishes are very strong for the first few days of the new year, but their habits haven't changed. So what Their you, routines haven't changed. What do you think about then for those people to give themselves a break yeah. to not set a hard and fast resolution, to set an intention? Because it can be, it can be soul-destroying for certain people. To keep saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and never do it. Yeah. it not attaining it straight away. That yeah. stuff builds up in the memory bank and in the subconscious and manifests itself in many different yeah. ways. So to people who may be listening to this or slightly more aware than others, would you say don't set a resolution, set yourself some no, tasks? No, I, I still think that you need to put uh, to set yourself a resolution. I, I think it's a shame that you set resolution for the new year rather than any time that you've just taken stock of your awareness and found out yeah. what you really need. That's my biggest so, thing on it. If you, But on, in the end, it's better to do it than not to do it. The, the key is to sit down and pay attention to really where you're at. Unless you know where you're at, it doesn't really matter. And to me, taking two or three days at the end of a year and sit down, think about, all right, what is it that I really want? Where am I? What, what's my weaknesses? What's my strength? And start from there. It's no point. You're going to have resolutions that just for the sake of it. There's an article, and we might be able to put it in the show notes. Actually, there's a there's a blog post from Tim Ferriss who wrote Tools of Titans and Book of Mentors and 
I those things. Booked, yeah. yeah, so he he has a, a podcast segment on New Year's resolutions, and it's where I, I got the idea for looking back rather than looking forward. And he he doesn't call it New Year's resolutions; he calls it a post year review. And he lays out a step-by-step process for going back through your year and finding exactly what Thomas is talking about. Find out exactly where you're at now so that you're not just throwing something out there for 2020 that may have nothing to do with your current state of being. I can, you know, if I get up and say I'm going to be an NRL player by the end of the year but I can't walk, we've got a problem. My yeah, am- if you're Shaquille O'Neal and you want to be a jockey, it's not going to happen. My ambitions and abilities are, are right. slightly mixed up. There's a step-by-step process to it which might be able to help some people if we can't do it today. I, I think that for me to make sure that our New Year resolutions work, let's say I'm a salesperson, I want to become a successful salesperson. If I was a business owner, I want to have profit in on a consistent basis. What's that? Then, <laughs> Sorry, I choked. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be very careful about what we say because uh, that also belongs to the negative news Our resolution. Our subconscious is always happen, listening. Right? We're always so listening. So the dude's, making, the dude's made half a million dollars this year. He's going to probably lose all of it. But it's okay, man. Because he bought too much white wine. <laughs> Bloody Listen, one! <laughs> six bottles. When, when the guy can go and buy himself six hundred dollars of wine at one winery, <laughs> serious? And still not invite his mate to the Christmas party? Yeah, yeah. I right. did, mate. So mm. you have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> like it took you all year to come up with a good one, but you finally got there. <laughs> It's true, he invited me. And I I asked him to my house. As a mate, mate, I asked him, where's Chris? I want to know if it was worth missing out on the 140-foot yacht on the harbour, mate. Actually, the the, the yacht happened a week before. Oh, so you went to both? No, I wasn't wasn't around anyway, Uh, so I would never have been there. There you go. um, Actually, he didn't get on the bus, so there was a seat for you. Sorry, buddy. Fuck you. (coughs) Listen, mate, you would have had a seat in my car. It was much nicer. Listen, they were fighting from the bus to try to get into my car, so you don't have to worry about him. So he is lying to you. I know. The truth is, he forgot. Now, his wife gave me an invite, but I said, I want it to come from Cam. Keep waiting, bro. Yeah, so <laughs> going going back to our resolutions. 2020. One, two, three, four. Going back to our resolutions, yes. boys. I think that people need to set themselves up one step at a time. Yeah. And here is now how goals come in. So if I was to go and say to myself, right, my new year resolution to become a great salesperson is I believe in training. I am now going to train one hour a day, every single day. You still want to measure it. There's no point training and seeing that at the end of January, well, your results were as bad as last year. But then you don't give up on your resolution. You actually sit down and go, all right, what is it that I'm not doing right? Oh, yes, I've been doing training the way I've done last year. And real training should really be tough. And I said to people, there's nothing good in training. There's only something great in great training. So unless you can train great, don't train. So, okay, now let's, let's go from here on and train in February by doing something like this. And so the resolution drives you day by day, but you actually may be making some implementation to rectify your course in order to reach a level that's going to show that your resolution's working. So resolution's not enough per se, mm. right? You, you still have to have those markers to see that, yeah, you're getting there. That's how people go on. Do you know I can lose weight any day? 
Now, I don't lose weight because it's not any day that I want to lose weight because mainly I don't. But if I start to get onto my scale and my scale sends my iWatch information by the day, I lose 250 to 500 grams a day. That's to tell you how much I still have to lose. But, <laughs> it's going to be a while, folks. But the, but the, minute, <laughs> the minute that I don't keep my eyes on them, it's finished. So for me, if I was going to lose 10 kilos next year, all I have to say to myself is my resolution is now going to put myself on the scale every single day. Yeah, right. So the process becomes a resolution, not the result. How nice is that, isn't it? I've done it many times, works all the time. Don't argue with him, Chris. Uh, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. It, it, you can I'm, argue with me. Listen. We say that We say that in lots of things, though. So when we're talking to salespeople or training salespeople, our mantra is focus on the process, not on the result. And Yeah, and that's... For it's my, the same thing. For myself, just recently, I said, you know, I, I wanted to read more, not just listen to audio books and so forth. I wanted to read more. So since from the beginning of the holiday, what can I do? Wake up, I want to read for half an hour. That's all. For half an hour, wake up half an hour early. So what I'm doing, I'm waking up half an hour early so I can read more. Yeah. It's simple, but I knew the process, what I had to do to try and fit that in. I'm no good at reading at night time because I don't want to. Read of the morning, fit that in, work out the process to make that happen, and that's what I did. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Thank sir. Well done. Yeah. I've got a Where's Wally book you can borrow. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Find the pretty pictures. Yes, but again, as I was talking to someone two days ago on goal setting, reading without taking action is useless. Mm. And I was telling that person, stop putting on your goals, I'm going to read one book a, a week. He was telling me I'm going to read one book a week. And I said, no, don't. And so I said to him, take it from a guy whose goals last year was to read 50 books and I read 35 or 37. And I said, you put me any one of those 35 beside maybe one or two that really hit me that year. I can't really tell you word for word what's in it. So wouldn't it make more sense to just read one book and know everything? I mean, as a matter of fact, for the, for the moment in the last month, I've been going through that same single book on Stoics. Mm. And sometimes that one page on Stoics just keeps my mind so focused for the day. There are 20 pages from any book, couldn't so be very careful about just reading for the sake of activity, I said to him, because a lot of people read mm. so that by the end of the week they can go, that's one, that's two. No. Just to click at the camera. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather you say to me, I've read one book, but Thomas, you can argue with me any pages of the book. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Be careful of that, big fella. I fell into that trap last year. I think mine was not one book a week, but one book a month, and I was already behind by the fourth month of the year, but... Part of the thing was I got stuck on one of the books. I, I needed to keep reading that book. I needed to... But because I'd set it as a, I'm going to read one book, I felt like shit because I didn't. But reading that book over and over and over again for three months did way more than reading 12 books in that year ever could have. So that brings you back to, I ate one donut, but I'm not going to stop. No. And that's, yeah. I, I read something every day. I, I, I haven't read this year. I haven't read much in the last, oh, since probably June, to be honest. I've, I've overloaded information and... and um, yeah, lots going on and, and there's only so much space in this limited brain of mine, so I haven't read much yeah. of substance for six months, but yeah. I have read a little bit every day and it's mostly it's probably been the same book. It's been the stoic book, but just to get the day off right. But I haven't sat there. I know that if I read something now trying to learn from it, I'd probably waste my time because I probably wouldn't take in the information in the state that I'm currently in. So I haven't gone there because it's a waste. There's a lot of energy in reading a book. So in saying that then, you knowing it's a waste, you still read? I still read, but I don't read. So I haven't picked up a book, a new book, and said, oh, I'm going to learn this this month. Okay? Because I don't think 
So you're going through the process. Then. I'm, but I've got a book that has a different essay for every day of the year. In the morning, I'll still read a page of that because okay. that's just setting myself right, up for right, the right. day. It's keeping knowledge coming in, but it's not me sitting there saying, oh, I'm going to read, I, I don't know, pick a book, Legacy or, or something with a defined topic and a defined uh, goal at the end of that book is to learn this. I've actually found myself, because of what's happened this year, especially because of, you know, I mentioned before, we put five new staff on. I've gone back over old books that I read prior to hiring to make sure that I wasn't missing you know, I've been uh, checking myself. You can't just keep picking up books for the sake of picking up books. You won't learn. Yes, you'll be able to get to. You'll be able to turn up and go. Oh, I've read seventeen books this year. Tell me something about them. But then writing notes on those books, and we're using books as an example, obviously yeah. writing notes on those books as you're going through and you're highlighting paragraphs and so forth, yeah. mm-hmm. would then be along the lines of really starting to learn and study those books. Yes. It's like, no, no. Until no. you take action. Until you, yeah, until okay. you do what it says. There's no good having the knowledge, and that comes back to um, drowning in knowledge, starving for wisdom. Yeah, and it comes back to setting a resolution without looking at the tools that you need to get there. If you knew how to do it, you would have already done it, unless you're an idiot. If you know how to do something that's going to make your life better, and then don't do it, you're an idiot. All right, I put myself in that category. I know I should eat better, exercise more, and drink less. I don't. I'm an idiot. But fuck, I have a good time. So you need the knowledge first, but then you need to act on it. Otherwise, you've just wasted yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But also, before you can act, you need the knowledge. It's a, it's can't just say I'm going to do something if you don't know how to do it. Well, but a lot of people have the knowledge. A lot of people have the understanding. Of, but do you think then it's they're lacking something else in that? They don't really care. Whatever they've picked, they don't really care. About. Oh, they no, don't no, really no. care, or life has not imposed upon them the, the conditions pain. to do it. For example, if someone had uh, lung cancer because they're smoking, trust me, they they'd stop. They'd stop. Very yeah, that's quickly. what I meant. But not yeah. really care. I meant the pain isn't great enough for it to actually mean something. So they've picked something out of the wind. Yeah, it'd be nice, but if it doesn't happen, so what? So a lot of people may have already that knowledge to take action, but they don't take action. True. Yeah. I mean, this covers absolutely everything. This it, it, is, absolutely. This is the fear, uh, the fear of failure, the fear of all that sort of stuff. The ga- gain of pleasure, avoidance of pain. That's why we do two things in this world, right? So if they're not taking that action, is the pain not great enough or the pleasure not great enough for them to take that action? If they have the knowledge. If they have the knowledge. The pain's not great enough for one. They, they don't really need whatever they're saying they're going to need, in, in my opinion. Or the pain of changing is bigger than the pain they're going through. Ah. Yeah. So the pain of change is greater when they don't want to go through that to yeah. achieve. I think we said in the very first. Ah. I think we said it in the very first podcast, whether it was the one we recorded or the one we didn't. But change is hard. Staying the same is hard. Choose your heart, and, and a lot of people choose the heart choose of staying heart. the same. I like that because choose your heart. It's staying the same as you are is hard work because nobody's got their life exactly where they want it. Changing that is hard, and that's what we call paying the price. And you know, a lot of people aren't willing, or don't want to, or don't have the people around them to do it. All right, guys, let me uh, interrupt you a little bit here for the uh, piece of resistance, and that is the Yalumba, the signature Cabernet Sauvignon in Shiraz, the forty-six vintage, two thousand fifteen, hundred and seventy-year-old house wow. Yalumba. That's okay. not under fifty dollars. And this. I, I got it for under $50, but that is not under $50, but I got it for under $50. <laughs> so it's whatever negotiation I've made that counts. It's Sounds like the Melbourne Storm salary cap. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> so why don't we try this, boys? All right? No, no Cameron, you're the youngest, so you wait. 
I am the youngest yeah, by quite some way. Really? Yeah, like no, quite some way. I'm very sorry, Chris, that we have 14-year-old doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I promise you that's the last time. <laughs> I'm here for the... Uh, How old are you, Cam? 37. Why do you look I'm 67? here to let you guys know everything from the 90s onwards because you are oblivious. The 67-year-old look is because of all I the haven't aged, he's had. I haven't aged since I was 14. I was the guy that the guys at school that's used to... because of Jack Daniels. I... I haven't been you asked for it, mate. I haven't, been, I haven't been asked for ID since I was fourteen either. I was a the guy they used to send into the bottle shop to buy the six packs for camp. All right, Cheers, boys. Guys. So have a look at this Barossa Valley. The Cheers. wine is their signature. Merry it Christmas! Like anyone who wants to have something great for Christmas, Yalumba signature. Yeah, 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 Yalumba. Come on, tell me that it's not from the beginning right to the end. Well, the four palette is a little bit, uh, <laughs> but the mid palette. That is nice, man. Uh, how I nice try with is a bit that? Of blue cheese. Uh, absolutely, with the blue cheese, the you blue do cheese. very, very well. So, where, where were we? Uh, we're talking. We got into a big thing about reading. I was actually going to. Uh, don't forget about reading. I was going to suggest start, that start doing. Yeah. One of the lessons of the Stoics is it says you know sometimes you have to recognize that you've read enough. Yeah. Now start doing it. Yeah. Just, and, and I thought very good point. We just had someone come and go from our office who brought in a new book every week and said, we've got to read this one. This one's going to be brilliant, going to be brilliant. Yeah. When you say every week, was it every week? Yeah, I think there was three books that she brought. She was there for four weeks. She brought in three books. Had she read them? Or she's uh, just Apparently. Going? But there's massive gulf between reading and doing, saying and doing, thinking and doing. Everything comes back to the doing. Don't have anything in life without action. Well, I called them on it too because I, the first book she brought me, I went, oh, okay. It was a big uh, proponent of the secret, but did nothing but talk shit all day about how broke they were and how much money they didn't have. And This was the book? Oh, the movie and the book, The Secret, but all about the law of attraction and my biggest thing in life is the law of attraction. I was like, why do you talk shit all day? But you were a fan of the secret. So You're attracting the shit to your life. Big diff- oh, mate. So we had to implement a fine system in the office for every time it came up. $5 in my pocket. Thank you for coming. So the book. Yeah, but it. come on. Let's not talk about the people who've left. Okay, because... I was just using an example of, of talk and do. Yeah, well, about that person or uh, about people who come to you and talk about books, I always find this. People talk about the shit they don't do. The same thing I said to you a few days ago on my podcast. My signatures for a long time was love life. Not because I want them to love life. It was because I wish I could love life. And then when I found a way to love life mainly because after I went back to Belgium and told my parents, please let me live by my standards because I'm not loving this way, I started to realize I wasn't living life. I was still caught up into trying to make sure that my kids had everything and all my leaders had everything and, and the people who were around me that I worried about had everything, that I was forgetting about myself. And so live life is still my signature these days. And so quite often people who come to you and say to you, these are the books that I'm reading, they are actually crying for help. I mean, sometimes someone would come and say, this is the one book. I have no problem. But when they keep on doing it and there is a discrepancy between what they're saying and what they're doing, I take it as a cry for help. I would like us to do this for the end of this podcast. What are the things that we think in terms of resolution a salesperson should have in order to have 2020 great? And second part, the same thing for leaders. So let's start with the salespeople. Leaders or salespeople for resolutions for 2020, I think the first thing is they should have association mm. and they should share those resolutions with some people that they look up to that will keep them accountable to hold into those resolutions. So mine was going to be the same, so let's break that down though. So No, no, you can't have the same, you've got to pick another one. No, well, mine was going to be, <laughs> well, I was going to break it down. Talk to a different person in the network every week. 
was going to be my. You want to be well when I you say. You know, Cam, I don't agree with that because you know you'll get people who will cater to you. The prefix, the asterisk right? was going Sorry, to be man. talk to someone who is doing what you want to do every week. I need to talk to you because you'll give it to me how it is. You'll tell me an honest opinion, and there's others that I'll talk to, and they'll give me the. Sugar am I do- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Am and I you're doing, doing me justice? Am you- I doing something that you would like to do that on a certain level? Not, not really. But no. No, but regardless, I want to drink less. No, um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, uh, hey, no, how but, good is this drop? The way you're talking yeah, no, about it, it is good. Beautiful. How good is it? It is good. There's but no what I'm good, saying, there's no good them ringing. Only forty nine ninety five. There's no good. It's <laughs> no good them calling someone who's been in the job five minutes. And hundred percent. That's what I'm hundred percent. Right, and that's why I said someone they like, look up to that that yes. can help get where they want to be. I'll take that as a compliment. Absolutely, mate. And I love you. You know, you you're a good <laughs> mate. But at the end of the day, I, I could call someone who else I look up to, but they'll give me the edited version, not the straightforward version. To your point, no one's going to know if they're going to get a pat on the back or the or the stuff gift wrap for them until they make the call, mate. So the, the first step is yeah, you've still got to make fair the call. call. Yeah, fair call. So, so that's a fair call, Cam. It's a fair call. How do you know if that person's going to give you the unabated advice or until they, you do? Yeah, absolutely. So Hundred fair call. Fair I think call, uh, for 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 beginners or people who aren't used to doing it, pick the guys at the top of the leaderboard. Call you got to you got to start somewhere. Your odds increase. It doesn't mean that you're going to get. Yeah, the the right advice. Yeah, a lot of people with. make the, the the mistake with association. They call or they talk to the people who tell them the shit they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. But you don't know that until and, you get and, there. And and when they're not hearing the shit that they want to hear, like oh man, you're doing good. Yes, you know, poor you and all. They actually disconnect from it. But they don't realize that one of these days you'll wake up and you realize that hold on, the the key to association is not the advice. Mm. The key to association is, have I tested this person long enough to find out whether that person is a sound person for me to follow? If yes, then the shit they tell you that you don't like, follow. Mm. But if not, even if they tell you something that sounds great, don't, because there's probably something else in it. And so I think that the key to choosing someone in your association for 2020 is, is this person a person who's got a record of always, but like not not 90% of the time, but almost 100% of the time, always tell you exactly with the right intention of making you a better person. Mm-hmm. And intention should never be mixed with what reaction you're getting. Mm-hmm. Reaction could be because you've got the ego right now. That's why you're rejecting the advice. Reaction could be, uh, well, you know, you're not here, you're not liking because it's going to take you too much effort to change that bit. It's always from that experience. And I think that when you're going to look at the association, you have to test the association. I think the second part of that then too, and maybe it's rule number two, once you've made the call, listen to what is said and do it. If you're told to do something, do it until you prove it wrong. So you said before, very early on, was taking action. Yeah. Well, you got to do it. You can't question it, okay? I ring TL for advice. It doesn't get questioned. I haven't been able to prove him fucking wrong yet, but I've tried because I've done everything he said. And I, I don't know whether you can back me up on that or not. But if, if you're going to ring someone and they're going to say, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z, do fucking X, Y, and Z. Don't do A, B, C, and D. And then have the hide to ring the person back and go, oh, what you told didn't me didn't work. Because yeah. I didn't do F. Yeah, you know, or well, I never got to X, Y, and Z. Just do it. And if they're wrong, at least you can say, I did it, mate, it didn't work. But until you get to that point, I challenge my staff with it all the time. The easiest one in our office is make your first door knock by 8.45 in the morning. If you do that, you'll have 30 or 40 by lunchtime and the rest of your day will be easy. Prove me wrong. 
and no one's been able to prove me wrong yet. I think a lot of the time, because of the ego and because of the whatever, they make the call to make themselves feel better. Yes, I've made the call. Congratulations. Well done. Pat on the back. They've given me all this information. I'm going to do fuck all with it and then go, move on to the next person with yeah. another excuse. So first step, find your association. Second step, listen to it. Use the advice. Use it. And take the advice. Do it. Take the action. Do the action. Do take it the until... The action man. I go even further. Do it until you fail because yeah. you want to prove them wrong. That's what, yeah. Because if you got a person with the intention of doing right by you, they'll fix it, yeah. right? And then that gives you a double proof that you are actually listening to the right person. Yeah. Prove them wrong. If, you, if you're going to be egotistical about it and you're going to go, well, well, I'm not sure about that, go, oh, I'm not sure about that, I'll show them, I'll do exactly what they say and when it doesn't work, I'm going to spit it in their face. If you need to go in with that mentality, go in with that mentality, but just do what they're fucking telling you. Yeah. I don't know if there's much more to that, mate. Find the right people No, I think, that, I think that you've been, you, you, Cameron, have been the epitome of association this year for me. I, I have to recognize it's the end of the year and it's now a third bottle, so I can uh, <laughs> put it on being pissed. There are times when I do hang up from a conversation with you where I say to myself, I think I've been a bit hard. I get it. If you know where I come from in, in terms of my education, I'd rather be hard and say what I need to say than you having to blame me because I didn't give you the right advice and dilute it to such an extent that you couldn't get the right advice. You know, Because in the end, your success is fundamentally very important to me because you have a beautiful wife and you have three children who really count on you. And so when I give someone a piece of advice, I always know that there are all those people who are relying on that advice. Not just, it's yeah. not just a game. So what's another piece of advice, boys? Well, I've did one. He's done one. What's your one? Your you've, you've done association. Right. What did he do? Use the advice. Use the advice. Action. From the Take action. No, that, that's still into the association, right? Correct or not? Well, I've given mine, so... <laughs> uh, come, on, only, come on, come on, there's plenty, there's no, plenty. But I think there's plenty. I think, can I think the next one would I be... I think for me, do the work. Yeah, so it all comes into the I same I think thing. that us, I, I look at our leaders year in, year out. We're about to go to another kickstart, right? And I'm sure that one of our next one is going to be kickstart. And I... Don't you swear at me. Yeah. And, I, you? and I see it, uh, by the way, the term kickstart now has been used by other real estate trainers. So it, it's okay. It's it's good. Copying is what is it? it looks ultimate up to form you. of compliment, flattery. Yeah. So what I'm saying for the moment is this: <clears throat> we about to start a new year. You're gonna get a plan. Freaking follow the plan. Do it. So work the plan during the break, and then follow the damn plan. Don't be so weak as to get out of your plan. Listen. Have a look at these things that's happening right now with the fire. I'm sure our fire brigades, they are just amazing heroes. And you've heard any of them complain or say anything for the moment? No. I mean, the public and the media, you've never heard of one of them. It's crazy, but that's a real hero. Now, they go out there and do the stuff. And some of them are saying, you know, to friends of mine who have been telling me that some of them, their face are burning, their, their skin from where they're standing, they, they know they can smell the burn on the hair, on their facial, and they are not even complaining on the media. So go out there, set a plan like those firemen, and then follow the damn mm. plan. This is the problem with a lot of us. We set up, first of all, weak plans, and because they're weak, as soon as something goes outside what we expect, we just throw our plans in the bin and we just become reactive. And so be proactive. Set a plan, follow it. 
make sure you want the answer. A lot of people ask a question not expecting to get the right answer back, and when they get the right information, you go, oh, fuck, now I've got to do something. And then they go, yeah, they shit themselves because they're hoping for a pat on the back and you're doing the right thing, but someone wakes them up at 6 in the morning and says, go to work, and all of a sudden it's, oh, wasn't expecting that and all the plans go out the window again, you know. What Thomas said before is the action is harder than the situation they're in at that, that, yeah. that time. So. Yeah, but they're going to have to go out and do massive things. I, I, I realise that even in my own life, you know, if you want something badly, just do everything towards it. If you want it. Yeah. If you want it. So I think we can generalise what we've what we've said with if you want something, find someone who's done it before you, ask them how they did it when they tell you copy it without question until you can prove otherwise. And that's the go-to-work bit. I don't think there's much... I mean, there's lots of intricacies. There's lots of technicalities. We could rattle off 100,000 things, the last but one would it be, all comes down to that. If you fall off the rails, get back on. If you trip, if you stumble, get back on. Don't let that minor... Like you said, you've had one donut, so like don't 20. Don't eat six donuts, That's, bro. Because you had one, don't let it stop you. Keep going. Get back on the horse and keep riding. You've still got your arms and your legs and you can still breathe. That's, yeah, that's but that's, that's how weak we have become. And maybe that is one of the weaknesses social media has put into us is that we have become so sensitive to failure, to criticism, to what people think of us and to what is happening in our life that when we get hit by one of them, and, and sensitivity is what is that where before 10, it took 10 hits to really get you down, now it only take five and maybe tomorrow only two. Well, we're turning speed bumps into mountains, mate. We're, yeah. And something that should just slow us down instead is fucking stopping us yeah. and turning us yeah. the other way, you know. I you agree. Can't, it, um, and you can't do this shit. You're going to have you to want just it. move on. Not if you want it. And that's where people have got to have a gut check and be honest with yourself. If you want it, you can't let a speed bump turn into a mountain. If you don't really want it, man up. Sure so call. you don't really want it. You don't want it, you don't want it. And, and you know, Go that way. That's we we can't make everybody want it. I think the key is, and the thing that shits me, and I know it shits a, a, a few other leaders. If you don't really want it, don't call other people and take up their time and ask for help and do whatever just to make yourself feel better because it sucks the life out of the people you're doing it to. Work out if you want it. If you want it, listen, do it. There's nothing more to it. If you don't really want it, find something you want because there's nothing going through yeah. life being unhappy either. Yeah. My last resolutions for salespeople is make sure you have a attitude coach or attitude mentor. That's even better, but an attitude coach. Not Chris. We Dinola. all go up and down. <laughs> no, I think Chris Dinola is way better than Cameron. We all go up and down. I'm Cam. I don't know who Cameron is. <laughs> Get him to call back Cam. Don't be silly. Anyway, so I go back. You need to make sure you have a coach that is an attitude coach. Why is that? I truly believe that as a salesperson, the only way forward is flat out. But when you go flat out, you're going to fall. You're going to fail. You're going to stumble. You're going to cry. You're going to think about quitting at some stage. And it takes that attitude coach to get you back on track, to give you perspective, to tell you, hold on, that is only a bump, not a mountain, like Cameron says. That It takes a coach that's going to show you a better way than the way you're going because the way you're going is self-destructive. And I think... That is something you must have for 2020. But how do you find those people? Is that the same criteria as we just talked about association? Absolutely the same criteria, but they have to get one. Because sometimes the coach for skills is not the same coach for self, not the same coach for mindset. Mm. Maybe asking those around you. So for salespeople within the franchise and outside the franchise, ask people around you, who do you think I should be calling with outside your immediate connections for help? 
Because yeah. often they will know. Often they'll know who and to again, call. Again, narrowing it down to give yourself a better chance, the top of the leaderboard's a good place to start. Absolutely. Because good, I know not everyone with skill has a great attitude, but to be the best of the best, you have to have it all or, or a good portion of all of it. So it's not a... For someone brand new who might not... You know, I wasn't comfortable ringing anyone from the network for six to nine months. And yeah. you're an avid caller now. You call anyone for oh, everyone. Yeah, I just want to annoy the shit out of people. Okay, give me something. They actually call me and ask me to remove you from the um, <laughs> leader sparing. Yeah, well, probably... <laughs> I had a... Co- <laughs> I don't know if he was. He's stumped. I don't know Jeb's if he's lost all words. Yeah, nah. And it's not the wine. I had a, I had a conversation with. I wasn't expecting that. I had a, <laughs> His face is going redder and redder. I had a conversation with my leadership pairing a week ago now. It was the last conversation we've had. And he said, oh, You and I are very different. You seem very direct, and I'm, I'm not very direct and that's why we, we haven't had as many conversations as we probably should have because you intimidate me a bit but you seem to be getting a lot further ahead so so how do you you know what advice have you got for me and it comes back to what Thomas said my advice was look the biggest problem I have in the world is delivery I know it I have no tact I'm working on it but something is better off said with the long de- the wrong delivery than not said at all yeah. and I think the biggest difference between me and you is I'll still say it and deal with the consequences because at least then it's said then not say it and deal with the consequences of it never being said, which I think is far greater and far more damaging. You know, the end of the conversation was, yep, righto, we're on the same page, call you tomorrow. We're nine days. No phone call. Nine days. Oh, I got busy today. Oh, I got busy. Text message. I got busy today. So it's wanting it. It's asking for the information and then dealing with the information you get. And some people just aren't there and don't want to hear what, what is being said. So. Yeah, that's so, why I'll get removed from the leadership period. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now we're about to get into the advices for a leader and the New Year resolution. So, so Chris, you guys Let's talk about the, that leadership pairing. <laughs> yes. Some people are taking leadership pairing as if it was, oh, well, it's an exercise. No. Leadership pairing, if you notice from the awards this year, have been removed. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think it's important, but because I think it is a prerequisite anyway for the leader of the year. If the leader of the year is not a giver, he's not a leader of the year. Mm. I don't give a shit the leader of the year runs a good team. He's not a giver. He's not the guy that is going out of his way to help others. Then stop telling me that your highest value is giving. If your highest value is just giving to your own blood or to your own team and not worry about people outside, strangers, is that really giving? Is is giving really restricted to uh, some kind of definition that is just about one meter around you? Mm. So I think that the leadership pairing is crucial. I think leaders can fall into that. Well, we're all human and we're all been there, so we all fall into the same traps that we're saying about salespeople. A lot of leaders will call other leaders or give them a pat on the back and tell them they're doing a good job when they're not because they're both in a similar predicament. And it makes it a never-ending cycle. You, you can't break free from the cycle until you know or meet or hang out with the person who's on the next level. And I think that's the challenge for leaders because to be truly good at it, leadership, ego needs to be put aside. And it's something I'm, I'm trying to work on. I'm, I'm nowhere near there yet, but trying to work on. But a lot of leaders still, and in our network and in every other network, can't put their ego aside to say, I'm not as good at this as I should be. Can you help me? And we see it, the same people talk to the same people month on month. and, and um, Yeah, you complain about that, I know that. Y- yeah. You keep on saying that, you know, the same people seem to always go back to the same people and then you never get to talking well, to them. I had the conversation last week on the way home with Troy. I said, mate, you and I have never been paired because he questioned me on it. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you and I have never been paired. 
it's a complaint, but it's a, it's more of a um, uh, observation. Uh, well, not a, there's somewhere between complaint and observation. It's a a forlornness. Like there's so much information that everyone has to give, but if the same people keep hanging out with the same people, that information's been held hostage. Now, it's not always people who are mediocre hanging out with people who are mediocre. A lot of the time, I've noticed it's people who like each other hanging out with people who like yep. each other. Yep. Okay, now. That's fine, that's all well and good, but some of those people who like each other and may not like other people are hanging on to a wealth of information. Yeah. It's not only going to benefit them, but benefit the network as a whole. And so that, the majority of people are saying... So if that turns complaint. into a complaint, then take it as a complaint, but yeah. it's more of a put your, sh- well, put your shit aside. Yeah. You know, put your shit aside and let's all get together on this. You know, I made a point at the start of this year of picking people who I felt I rubbed the wrong way. Now, it was not because I wanted to be an asshole. It was because... Because you do that naturally. Let's, let's break down those barriers. <laughs> yeah, I, I might. It's a long list. It's a long list. But let's, let's break down those barriers so we can get together on a leadership level because we're all yeah. onuses of businesses. But then it's simple. People are picking who they're comfortable with. It's simple, right? And people who are getting the answers they want, not what they need. So you're 100% right, Cam. People need to be picking people that they aren't usually picking because that's stepping outside their comfort well, zone. That's right. It's, it's not using it to what it's meant 100%, mate. 100%. It, it's not. So and first, first. So what you're saying first then is the leaders need to get uncomfortable. With being uncomfortable, mate. Get No, they need to get, get comfortable with being, being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. That's, that's the moment. I heard someone say, well, I want to inflict the comfortable and comfort the inflicted. Get outside your comfort zone. Oh, that confused me. No, that's all right. It takes a while. <laughs> um, no more Maybe not after two bottles and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about, we don't, look, It's. I think it's something we can influence from the inside. And I think one thing the podcast has been good for is breaking down those barriers. Yeah. I know that from conversations I had on awards night and conversations I've had since then, people have come out and said, you're not as big a fuckwit as we thought you were. Let's have a conversation. And it's been brilliant for that. But it needs to keep going because there's, in our network, and I know there's people that will listen to this from outside our network, but there's 26 officers and everyone needs each other's help and everyone needs to get over, oh, if I like this person or I don't like this person, because you're not going to fucking like everybody. No. Right? But you can fucking learn from everybody. Yeah. So then your first piece of advice would to the leaders would be pair with people that make you uncomfortable. Pick up the phone to someone you've never picked up the phone to before. And is that then an ego thing stopping them? I think you mentioned it before. Is that ego no, then stopping be. them? Or they might just really not like something, but I don't know. Okay. What about those leaders that don't take the pairing seriously? Well, I think then they shouldn't do it. No, but they you should know just what ask take? head office to remove them from it. No. Don't no no no. Don't be on the list if not. No. We need to live in a world of democracy. People have to be willing to be doing what they're doing. If you don't want or feel that you're up to it, or you're not going to fucking even call back the person who's doing don't fucking be there because you're wasting that person's mm. time. I Listen, there is no excuse to this. And the only thing that you need to be doing is just go head office. Please remove me from that list. I belong to the list of fucking losers. Then we'll put you there. And what did I say about losers last last time we had the uh, podcast on the award winners? The losers are the ones who can't get a lesson. So if you can't even really drive your mind to thinking that by talking to someone, there's always a lesson. Whether you get it or you receive it, sometimes you receive, sometimes you give. If you don't and you can't really understand it, don't be part of it. This is too important of a session for you to just rape it. Do you think, though, yes, there's no excuse to 
there's no excuse. Do you think, though, that some of the not taking it seriously and not caring about it has been brought about by the culture that we're talking about where, well, it's always the same people talking to the same people and it's, you know, if that goes on for long enough, people are potentially going to not give it a go. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? I so see what you're saying, What Cam. came first, the chicken or the egg? They're not caring about it or the way that it's been. Yeah, and then you could go down the lines of, well, do we, do we implement a system where the system doesn't allow you to pair with someone that you've paired with in, within the last six months and so forth? Yeah. I don't know, but people need to be doing that for themselves. And if they really want to grow and improve and resolutions and goals and whatever you want to call them, they need to step up and do it for themselves. Mm. No, you have to be wanting to do it. It's a little Absolutely, bit like what we're 100%. doing right now, boys. We, do you know, it's been weeks now, weeks on weeks end. The, the three of us have been doing podcasts. I do learn a few shit from this, but it takes a toll on us. We have to mm. drive here. We have to drink. It's a six-hour. It, 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 it's, it's an event. People don't realize the lessons we get out of it. Oh, it's huge. You know, it's way bigger than whatever the price we have to do. So if people really understood, when I do a leadership pairing, sometimes I get, sometimes I give. The surprise in life is I never know which one I'm going to get today. Sometimes with a student, sometimes with a teacher. That is the beautiful part. And so you have to approach the leadership pairing with that open mind. And only when you give 100% of yourself can you really either get or give, isn't it? So what sort of resolution does that turn into then? Because we sort of took it away from well, resolution. Well, th that if you really want to become a great leader, you have to change the mindset about give or get mm -hmm. and give leadership pairing 150%, not 100, 150. Did you go out there more with a spirit of giving than getting? So one of the goals I've had for the last two years and goals, resolutions. <laughs> well, actually, I can call this one a resolution because in 2018's award night, I said I will have the same team here at the 2019 awards night. I was determined that I was going to grow good my goal, leadership that. enough That's a good that goal. I wasn't. Didn't have the same team. Two weeks after the 2019 awards night, I don't have the same team. So should leaders be careful to set things that they're in control of? I absolutely, because mainly you set a goal you were not in control of. How could you set a team based on people who can actually leave you without you consenting to them well, leaving? Well, that's, that's ego saying if I get my leadership good enough... No, what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is this. You cannot set goals that you can't control. Yeah. Okay. So you can't set a goal based on the fact that you will have the same spark plugs or the same ties getting you to the end of the race. Yeah, I think The key is to get to the end of the race. It may not be the same ties. Yeah. I think a simple resolution for a lot of losers that I know is I, I resolve to train the team every day. No, well, no, 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 well, no. I don't think he's listening to what I just said. What did I just say? Stuff you can control. No, I didn't say that. What did I say? You said... I said you can't set a parameter of control on things you can't control. Yes. Two weeks out of the thing, one of the two guys left. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't control the guy. No. So to set even a goal based on the things that, you know, he ran naked and felt sorry that a video went on and it showed he had a little whatever. <laughs> and and <therefore laughs> well, you, you can't control yeah. that shit. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah, you get that. So you can't set goals or resolutions based on the stuff you can't control. But training every day is something you can control. Absolutely. Training your team. But what did he say? That next year I will have the same team. Yeah. You can't control that bit. No, I can't. No, so that one's gone. But what I'm saying is, so what I could set myself is, yep. I resolve to train the team every day, which the result should be they're going to be the best they I can possibly contribute to. 
We're talking about resolutions for leaders. What can so leaders... You, res- here's my next resolution, right? As a leader, we need to be doing the same shit or drive ourselves to the same extent in terms of discomfort that we ask of our people. Don't ask of our people to turn up before yeah. 8.30 if we turn up at 9.30. Yeah, that is shit, mate. When I hear of leaders or when I see leaders who week in, week out, they turn up and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you know, I need to really be early. And they still turn up at 9.30. You deserve to have no team. Because if you're not understanding that when you go to your team and you say, we're going to really now start early and do all that stuff and you don't do it, your team's going to look at you and say, you're a liar. And so my next advice to leaders in 2020, do the things you say or stop fucking saying the shit you're not going to do. Resolve to never ask anyone to do something that you're not doing yourself. Yeah? Yeah. Number one was user leadership pairing for what it's yeah. meant to be. Again, back number to number two is again back to association. So yeah, first so thing again, still association. Number two is never ask one of your staff to do something you're not willing to do yourself, or they haven't seen you do yourself. An absolutely fantastic sort of mindset. And that's like I can I can speak to that because I don't door knock 400 doors a day, but my team have seen me do it in the past. When I've needed, they've seen me on the phones. Actually, sorry, Tammy, if you're listening, you've never seen me door knock 400 doors in a day. I'll, but you've seen me prospecting. They've seen me do the do. You get in the never, trenches. You get I in will the trenches. Never right? ask them to do something. You I get in the trenches myself. with them, right? Yeah. Simple. And the no, the team has seen you do 150 thousand dollars in quarter. The team has seen you just slave yourself, thinking about ways of getting out of the rut when they still asleep. Yeah. That's leading by example. You don't have to do the same numbers mm. because we all have different duties. The captain of a submarine doesn't freaking wash the dishes like the sailor who is in the kitchen. No, but they have to have known at one point you wash the dishes, I feel. I don't know. At, at one point... Some captains... I don't have to see you... ...become captains without having to wash the dishes. What I'm trying to say is it is the values and the ethics of doing the job that is more important than the job itself. And Do you think that every captain in a submarine know how to really capture the ultrasound of a submarine that has four, let's say, uh, four blades to their No, but if he had to, he would. That's rotor? the thing. The no. team needs to know that... My team needs to know that if the dishes need washing and there's no one else to do it, I will wash the dishes. I know what, Thomas. Yeah. Is, I, you, you're, both saying, you're both saying the similar thing differently, but yeah. Uh, Thomas is going from a leadership perspective and you're coming from getting the trenches sort of uh, legacy sort of perspective. But the end of the day is the leader needs to lead by example. That's and he why needs to get in there and, and get his hands dirty. That's why a few days ago I heard of a guy saying to me, I won't mention his name, but the leader said, what's the best way of controlling the 400-pound gorillas? And that leader said, beat him. No. My response is build a team. If you build a team, you never have to be... Held hostage. <laughs> you, you won't have a 400-pound gorilla. You've said that in a couple of your seminars. Actually. I've yeah. said it so many times, you know, because how much energy have you got to compete with every little gorilla? There will always be a gorilla who's now 28-year-old who's going to try to show me how his way is better. Do I give a shit about that gorilla? Not if you got the backups. No, I don't need to go that way. So what I need to do is to play my game and get myself to a high level for that gorilla to go, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was thinking like a dicky gorilla right now. And maybe it's time for me now to really think as a real leader and see that what I was thinking was nothing else but my ego. When you have that, that's really the right leadership. 
So there's do I really have to jump in the trench and do way more than that gorilla to show him? Come on. When you're 60, do you really do that? Come on. So your response only has a certain age. Mm. That is not a permanent solution. 37, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so is number three then build a team? You could say build a team, yeah. I have to say that in 2019, our leaders have been driven more by fear than by the need to be proactive. We had a pretty scary market to contribute to that. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. You don't think that the Americans after Pearl Harbor has been sunk were really scared? They showed their vulnerability at that time, so absolutely. When over 3,000 things sailors yep. died. 2,468. I watched a documentary yesterday. And, oh, and, and, wow. <laughs> well, my documentary is different. <laughs> and, and some of those boats today are still every now and then leaking oil, oil. a bubble of oil, right? to the surface. So I'm just saying, you don't think that really they could have said, man, let's not go into this. Did you see the freaking beating they gave us? No, real leaders step up, have a look at really the shit that they really doing and change stuff. Not just look at what has happened, what mm. has been yeah. to determine the course of tomorrow. Don't let fear stop you. So I, I think that, yes, leaders have to really follow that stuff. But I have to say that after a few days now of doing goal setting with quite a few team members, real leaders who want to have a great 2020 must have systems. Systems gets rid of waste of time. So we're not having build a team, we're having ha build systems. Yes. We'll implement systems. I think that you have to have system first. There's no point having a team. team. I, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I was having yeah. a meeting yesterday with yeah, a, a, an office and I was telling Stuart, we need to have the new people do the system. One of the reasons why the new Boeing plane, <laughs> the new Boeing plane, did you see it? So they spent years into creating this new plane, right? The, the, the Max Fly, whatever plane. And this plane now is being grounded because it had two accidents in less than six months or something and killed so many people. Now that's been found that Boeing never really built it properly. Wow. They didn't and have a systems check, so not. Uh, yeah. yeah. They ha actually had people who said to them, this is not right, that's not right, and they didn't follow. So suddenly now, what happened? Well, the entire thing has been grounded. Do you know how much money that's lost? The orders that's gone, that's burned, refunded? Use a leadership pairing. Sweep the sheds, implement systems, build a team. If you bring a team in without the right systems, and I'm feeling a bit of that as we speak, yep. you can hire 10 people, but if you haven't got the systems to manage you're those gone. 10 people, you're gone. You're gone. So I'm feeling a bit of that now. So you, You've got a great office, mate. I visited yeah. your office this morning, right? I reckon it's an, a crazy office. It's going to be an amazing office because you're going to touch down to Hornsby, right, mm. from the way you are. But if you don't have a system... We're wasting our time. Yeah. People are going to be calling, what do we do now? Where do we go for signage? What meeting do we have? Yeah. When do we have it? When do we sit? Someone said to me earlier, we didn't have our one-on-one -on -one meeting. It's going to happen on Friday. And when I know it's Wednesday, I know already. You're far. Because in my system, it's every Wednesday. And if one partner can't do it because he's sick, having a cold and watching now Netflix at home, the other one steps in and fucking do it. That's how it happens in my book. So when I heard that partner saying to me, it's now going to happen on Friday, I go, you didn't get it. My book happens on Wednesday. There was no excuse. You get it? Yeah. And, and so for me, that's what procedure and system is about. Yeah. You I had to it. ring old mate over here and say, give me your procedure manuals because I've desired five people and it's already turned to shit. So it's not figuratively speaking. I've got a good I, bunch I, of people, mate. On, on, the, way, on the way here, your wife actually happened to call and yes. I said, uh, all right, Crystal, tell me, how, how is it going in the office? Why? Because I think that Crystal's got everything to become a great manager. 
if not even better, manager and leader. Not if she doesn't go to kickstart, mate. She won't learn <laughs> shit. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna bring that up. I wasn't gonna bring that up. I was gonna say to her, take the batteries out of your controller for your PlayStation. But anyway, and hold them hostage. I wasn't going to bring that up. I was waiting for someone else to bring that up. Do you, do you see how he's how much of a shit is? Mate, he yeah. just bring the point. Waited, he doesn't. Mate, yeah. He gets. Yeah. He brings the point, and he waits for you or I yeah. to freaking. He do knows it. what's here. He's waiting. Who's the leader of the podcast <laughs> don't let, now? Don't let fear stop your brother. That's it was what no fear, sweetheart. It was timing. Fear. It's called timing, oh, champion. Yeah. <laughs> I got my systems in place, mate. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. To but, your by point. the way, now he's talking about this. Is uh, is your wife coming to a kickstart? I know, mate. I've wiped my hands of it. Why you, not? Well, because you two seem to have it covered. <laughs> Crystal and said ten no, words. No, no, Crystal and TL oh. here. TL over here. Okay, no, I'm, I'm asking. She you. threw me under the bus. He backed Listen, me mate. over. He <laughs> ran over it ten times. He's like, can, He's can you just do me a favor? I don't know. She's mate. not in the room. You're the leader. What did we just say about leadership? Yeah, I mean, we had to make decisions. Is she going to be at Kickstart? If she wants to be there, she can be there. That's a husband answer. What do you reckon? Should she be in the kickstart, Chris? The, the point that got missed on that whole podcast is that... There's a third person making decisions outside of that. There's other people involved, yep. one, but that's not the major okay. point. Kickstart is predominantly, yes, there's goal setting. Yes, there's some mindset stuff. Predominantly... Numbers and figures. Numbers facts, and figures. figures, spreadsheets, future planning. Yep. The conversation with Crystal has always been, because of the structure of the business, she's not involved in the facts, figures and future planning numbers-wise of the business. All right, can I ask a simple question? That was the... Mate, I'd I'd fucking love to have her there, so I'd... I'll ask you a simple question. Simple question. Would her knowing that stuff help her do her job better? I don't think so. Okay, then that's the only then answer. Then the answer is no. Then that's the only answer you need, mate. And that's why I asked you that yeah, simple. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the only answer I need, no, mate, because, because I've given that answer 57,000 times <laughs> and it's still being replayed over and over and over. And it's not Crystal's fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's me not being able to articulate it enough. Yeah. It, it's possibly holding back some things that could be said, should be said, aren't being said, and that's on all sides. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I'm in business with a business partner. Yep. We are responsible for the facts, figures, who we're going to hire, why we're going to hire them, figures that are involved in that. The simple answer is, does that help Crystal do her job? Not at this point in time. Okay. It, look, I don't know your business. T, Mr. T does. I don't know your business. And if that's the answer, champ, and it's not going to help her do jo- her job any better, I agree with you. Well, I don't know. But it I, don't know, I don't know like the business like Thomas does. I, I don't know your business Chad like Thomas Chad and I are business partners. I understand that. I understand the systems, like yeah. the, the the back behind the scenes things. I understand all that. This is a simple question, mate, and that's yeah. why I didn't I didn't say anything previously. I like shit stirring, you know. I like shit stirring. Well, your mate, brother, I just, right? I, the the one thing I I can't cop and stand is she's not there because she's not a leader, and that's not I her just, title. And that's not that. And that's not and, the opinion I had, a, mate. And no, I'm not saying it's the opinion. Yeah, I know, I know. They're the words that God said. There was so much more to the conversation than that. I'm trying to bring it in a black and white fact for you. It's simple. Is it going to help her, regardless of the relationship, is it going to help her to do her job better being a kickstart? No? Well, she shouldn't be a kickstart. Simple. I agree with you then, mate. Simple. Is is looking at the figures ever good for anyone's anxiety? (laughs) Is it? You're a sales manager. You go through it with Rob. 
Is looking at the figures no. ever good for anyone's anxiety? Would, would it help her be a better partner to you, knowing goals and sort of things and so forth? Knowing that we need to make this or we're in trouble. I, I no. don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know your like, business as well as Thomas does, mate. So Anyway, have we said enough about our leaders, the resolution of our leaders? Was there anything else? There was, I think we, we touched on three points for the leaders as no, well. No, we got the four. Oh, we got the four? Leadership pairing, sweep the sheds. Ah, uh, that's right. Implement systems. Build a team. Uh, build a system. team. No, implement systems build a and team. build a team. Oh, yeah, right, okay. Was there a fifth one? No, there's no fifth one. I think I said... I, no, oh, do, go do, to do work. Number five, say. go to fucking do work. you said you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Number that six, that's... Donate any wine donations and to that's probably that, that probably shouldn't be underestimated either. We were probably about to brush over it, but do what you said you would do. Dwizzywid. We, yeah, we if got, you say you're going to be training, train. We got five. We got fines. The Dwizzy would fines in our office at the moment. Do what you said you would do. Anyone who says they're going to do something doesn't do it. Fines are in place, and and I've seen it. I've been involved in an office that was like it. If you fucking say something, do it. Otherwise, team's gone instantly. Only takes once. Yeah. So I think that's along with sweeping the sheds. Say something, do it. Otherwise, credibility, respect, everything's gone. And then to sit there and complain and expect loyalty after that. Hang on. You want them to do what they're saying they'll do. You want them to do their numbers. You want them to do this because they've committed to that. But you won't fucking stay true to your word. Anyway. So let's uh, uh, recap and let's end with this. I, I want to thank both of you boys for the wine and wisdom. I think I've learned a lot from a lot of people along the way. David McSevigny has taught me a lot of things. I've, I've learned enormous amount of things, even listening to Abdullah that I do know and I thought I knew him. But I have to say that doing the one and wisdom with you two boys have actually taught me a lot of things, a lot of things about mateship, a lot of things about real friendship, that we don't have to be here for something in it for us, that we're just here because we just want to be here for each other and share stuff. So I, I just want to thank you guys for 2019 and the contribution. I have grown from the association we've had over 2019. Can't wait to hear what we've got ahead in 2020. But I do know one thing for sure. If one mind is good, three minds that are working full speed can only be better. Mm. Whatever you guys have given me, uh, it's unbelievable. I'll cherish it. The good things about the podcast we're doing, that it actually stays way beyond our growth. Where do we drunk and where do we gone? One of these days when we gone, probably people are going to sit back and go, they were there. You know, sometimes I listen back and I think of the BGs. There's only Barry left. Mm. They're all gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and so one of these days, yeah, it's, uh, that's life. Two of us going to be gone, like you and Cameron going to be gone. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> that was going to come sooner or later. I had to be slipped in there. You've both got two decades on me. so, so I, I will say nice things I'll about be, you. I'll be, there, I'll be there to piss on your graves. All right. Well, we know who's saying our eulogy, so we're right yeah. there. Yeah. But it's the same association, boys. It's it's lifted me in this short, in the last half of this year. It's been absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait. To I think it's you. a great thing, man. I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. It without it being too much of a loving it's it's been fun and to be able to speak your mind and to have people 100%. react positively to it is is a huge thing and uh, i've loved it it is an effort and you know we've probably spent what do you reckon <laughs> 500 all bucks. The bottles of wine <laughs> in cheese wine 500 bucks trying to impress each other <laughs> oh. cheese bottle wine and petrol except for thomas because he gets lifts here every time but the effort then is he has to feed you. Afterwards. I have to feed you. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. That's way more than a fucking fuel, you prick. 
the effort is so worth it and it's enabled me and we talked about earlier how you how you get your escape and how you give your mind a rest for me this type of stuff is it and yes we come down in the middle of the week and yes most people go oh you should be at fucking work you know what the the fucking four or five hours it takes to knock one of these over keeps me going and, and lets us hopefully do some good in the world and get to hang out with you fucking freaks so Let's roll on 2020. I think Thomas should resolve to bring some decent wine next year. Um, (laughs) It's not a goal. It's a plan and I can put you in touch with some people. But (laughs) The uh, things that people say after the third bottle then. (laughs) Rock and roll. Listen, boys, boys. I thank you so much for being here. I love you, mate. Love you, mate. See you in 2020. I'm sure we're going to be back uh, mid-January until then. This is our time with our family. I know we're going to hang around with each other. Yeah. uh, my pool's bigger than yours, so uh, <laughs> maybe we'll have to do it at our place at some stage. But thank you so much for 2019. Let's say goodbye to 2019. Not with regrets. Those of us who've succeeded and who've done the most we could with 2019, fantastic. Those of us we, who haven't, let's make sure 2020. It's 2020. We can always get better. Let's That's go. exactly right. Thank you so much, boys. Awesome.